Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Do you ever feel that half the world is telling you what you should be doing, how you should look, what to eat, what size, weight you should be, how you should be exercising, working more, working less? But here's a question that I reckon can be such a comfort, even a liberation from all those pressures. What does God want for us? In the Bible, we're told to treat our bodies like the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're told that God created us in his own image, and God's image involves a mind, body, and spirit. I reckon it's a no-brainer that God wants us to live a healthy lifestyle. But is it a fair enough question to ask, how do we do that in a way that honors him? Michelle Jorner has written a book called Embracing a Healthy Lifestyle. It's a faith-based guide to achieving a healthy and active life. The book explores how we can achieve a good balance of spiritual, emotional, physical and mental health. So I reckon she's a no-brainer for Open House. Michelle joins us now. Hi, Michelle. Hi there. Thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. There's often such an emphasis in the Christian faith on what goes on in our brains. It can often seem so much like an intellectual faith, which it's not, but you say it's way beyond that. Yes, I believe that God wants us to be healthy in all areas, not just spiritually or just mentally or just physically. He designed us and kind of interwoven all of these areas into being complex beings. So I think that we need to look at each area and how they fit together in that entirety and actually be healthy in all of those areas. What makes you think that God wants that of us? Well, there's lots of passages in the Bible about being strong, being vital, being able to achieve our God-given purpose. And I think that it's hard to achieve that purpose that God has for us without having a physical body that's able to do that to the best of our abilities. And we've seen time and time again when you put these things before God, when you ask him, you know, how can I change my behavior? What things can I do to be active? That God really speaks into those areas. And so I'm really encouraged that God's for us. He wants us to be healthy in order that we can kind of carry out his works and and so that we can function in in healthy areas um, as well as physical health you know relationally and emotionally um, as well as spiritually can you give us a practical example of how god might speak into that specific area or a specific area yeah i've um, prayed with a woman before who were trying to find some motivation for being active and didn't like anything any types of physical activity at all and um and she came up with a picture of a um a golden retriever and she was she just was really excited that god had provided an animal that she'd always wanted and she's going to walk that dog and that was her motivation for being active and so it's not always as like you know go to the gym or do anything kind of like you'd preconceived idea of what exercise is sometimes it's just getting active and having that community with family and friends and um, you know getting healthy in the process so our lifestyle is something that we can pray perhaps need to pray to god about Definitely, we know it's hard to change behaviour. If it was easy, we wouldn't have a problem in, you know, being overweight or not, you know, eating enough things that we should be eating, having a really great diet or great exercise plan. And um, I'm encouraged by um, Psalm 145, where David's crying out to God, saying, you know, help me, God, for my spirit fails. And I love that, and I've stuck it on my fridge before, you know. Before you go and, you know, start picking at your high-energy food, kind of ask God for that divine intervention, because, you know, there's that supernatural source you can kind of um, draw on to increase your healthy behaviours, I guess. You speak about recognising that we have to change or we're in a position where we need to change. Take us through the stages that you suggest about reaching that and achieving it. 
you can't just jump into something, adapt to everything and run with it and be able to maintain it. We're really complex people. And I think um, with health behaviour change, there's a process of change. And we've seen it happen with like quitting smoking or, um, you know, giving up alcoholism, that kind of um, 12-step kind of behaviour change. And it starts, it can be different for different people. Sometimes it comes with a health scare or a death of a family member or friend or something that really shakes you up and realises that, you know, life is important. You want to be able to kick the footy with your grandchildren or you want to be able to take your kids on a bike and, you know, be active and enjoy kind of their life as well. Whatever it is, there's usually a motivator and something that causes you to start thinking and start to go around the process of change. So all of a sudden we're contemplating what could we do, why should we do it, weighing up the pros and cons. And it's, um, it's my kind of um, a passion to see people move through this stage, stages of not thinking about it to contemplating being active and then actually preparing, doing things, buying sneakers, you know, investigating different sports or leisure activities, finding a workout buddy and then going to actually do some things, so being active about it and then getting into the important phase of maintaining it so we've got a lifestyle of behaviour change rather than, you know, a three-week or a 10-week short course. Goals are really important, but realistic goals? Yes, um, it's no use to say, oh, the doctor said I need to lose 20 kilos in order to, you know, stay off blood pressure medication what we want to teach people to do is to set realistic you know realistic goals and you've heard the acronym before SMART so something that's specific and that's measurable and it's achievable realistic and timely and so we usually encourage people to look at health goals rather than a weight goal so we want to see you increase your fitness because your heart health is more important and then um, the weight loss will become you know after that type of thing so we look at you know getting your fitness up getting your muscular strength up trying to be healthy in um, spiritual areas looking at your relationships, looking at your, um, you know, your past issues, things that need to be dealt with that might be the underlying causes for the reason that you overeat or the reason that you struggle in some areas. So it's really encouraging to know that with small attainable goals and if you're accountable to someone that's going to encourage you and keep you kind of on check, then um, you've, you uh, increase your chances of success. It's probably worth drawing out from you what you just touched on, the definition of healthy, because you're saying it, extends way beyond to just you know getting some exercise yes it's not just the absence of disease so you're not healthy just because you're not sick so we want to challenge the term you know what does healthy mean and one of the tools we look at is doing a health wheel to kind of show the balance between all areas of health so how healthy are you know are your finances are your relationships with your spouse with your children with your parents with your work friends and then you know mental health how's your intellectual health are you learning something are you creative you know are you spending time with self-nurture how's your self-image and there's all these other things that come into great health rather than just your exercise and what you eat and you're probably not going to be doing this alone you need a buddy you need someone to encourage you or just alongside you um, the power of small groups is really amazing. Having someone to journey alongside with that has the same barriers and that you can troubleshoot with and um, give you, you know, guidance and encouragement is just really powerful. And even if you can exercise with someone or even have a phone contact or 
keep a blog. It can be really powerful to have people knowing knowing that people are reading it and are commenting and are watching your progress, seeing your shape change, or even seeing you you know reach that goal. Like doing a, I had a friend recently that was able to do um, one of the Olympic dreams or the run for the kids, one of those fun runs, and her initial goal was to do one of the mini triathlons, and she's been working all the way up into this, and to see her progress and to watch it uh, unfold online and to be able to comment and encourage her and pray for her um, is just a really powerful tool. It'll often take great discipline, won't it, in both what we eat, how we exercise, you know, on those cold rainy mornings when I'm reaching for my joggers or walking shoes and that bed's still so warm and so inviting. Yes, it's really difficult, especially at the start. And we encourage you to do like step by step, um, you know, getting into it slowly and then finding that inner motivation at the start. It's an external motivation. So you're doing it for a reason, you know, to prevent getting a disease or to um, manage something that you might already have, say type 2 diabetes, or you're doing it for longevity or whatever your reason. And then as you get into it and you get into that routine, that discipline becomes a part of your a part of your lifestyle, the motivation changes to be that intrinsic kind of you do it for the way you feel after your exercise and for the way you see the health benefits and how you're interacting with your family and friends and how being healthy affects your life and your work and your leisure time so that discipline can be really tough at the start and that's when um, I'd advise people to you know book in with that personal trainer or even a friend or a group a local club that you can you know even if it's a bike riding kind of social club something that keeps you accountable and makes you rock up at 6am in the morning regardless of the fact that it's dark and raining. (laughs) I've been a dedicated lap swimmer now for 20 years and I can tell you you need discipline to jump in that cold water in a cold winter's morning. (laughs) I've often wondered whether discipline often feeds off itself like the more disciplined you are the more you'll be. I think when you start seeing your goals come to reality it's really success breeds success it's really motivating and when you see that discipline in your life has actually resulted in success all of a sudden that your self-efficacy of how you feel you're able to achieve things in life improves and as you get stronger and stronger you can see it in all aspects of your life and I like that that's kind of part of that balanced health is um, seeing the flow over effect from your physical activity discipline into benefiting other aspects. Um, Time with God, even like your spiritual disciplines, I mean, they all need to be something, we call it a not negotiable. So you book in to exercise at, you know, at six in the morning or at, you know, six in the evening on specific nights a week and you lock it in and you write it in your diary and you make sure someone else knows where you're going to be at what time, gives you a call and just having that reminder to really make it a priority and then doing the same thing with spending spending time with God or working on some of your mental health issues, seeking health, that type of thing. Here's a question. Is rest also part of this equation? There's lots that we've spoken about that's involving activity and activism, Mm. but there is a need to rest too? Definitely part of the overall balance and part of self-nurture and me time and having some time to uh, to unwind and let your body able to you know, sleep effectively as well. It's quite a finely tuned instrument and so I think building in periods for rest, especially if you're at a stressful work or family situation, that time out, the respite, care or you know whatever you need is has to be part of your health plan in order to achieve the other things that you've set out to do so I think we kind of don't think about rest but it needs to be something that we also set goals in like we would exercise everyone is faced though with some kind of obstacle I reckon it's time it's motivation maybe health problems 
How do we ensure that those factors don't actually interfere with pursuing a healthy lifestyle? I think it's a it's a when, not if. So everybody has these challenges and I think it's important to have a look at, well, what are they going to be? What are the possibilities? And um, I'd suggest that you sit down and write down, what are the barriers that are going to come up this week? Uh, in the journal with a book, there's an area at the start of each week where you look at what things could possibly come up that might prevent me from being active or might prevent me from you know, eating well or seeing the doctor or doing all any of the preventative health things that are your goals and starting to list them. You know, what happens if I have people drop in, I have sick kids, um, I don't have anyone to, you know, mind my children or I have to work late hours and try and jot down all of those barriers that are going to come up and that could, may come up in the next week. And then the next step is to look at, well, how am I going to overcome them? What strategies can I put in place if that happens? And the, the power of um, planning in advance is it sounds simple, but it's really powerful. So when that does happen during the week, you've got this strategy set in place for someone to give you that extra support or for you to be able to change your plans. You've got a gym bag in the car and all of a sudden you start to overcome those barriers. So exercise critical, feeding our bodies well critical, also critical to feed our minds. Yeah, our brains are complex and we're still kind of working out that interaction between the mental and physical um, aspects. And for myself, and the reason behind uh, writing this book was I found I had a really strong connection between my mental health and my physical health. So when I'm feeling stressed or, um, you know, burdened with kind of emotional issues, I have a, you know, my back pain will be really sore and I'll be able to see directly the link. And for my mental health, I need to spend time with God, have some spiritual health time in order to, you know, decrease my stress levels. And I think it's a bit of a journey trying to work out what works for you in the mental health area, looking at, you know, do I have signs and symptoms that are healthy or unhealthy, and then investigating. Um, at one stage in my life, I was so... Um, low after having surgery with my children and you know the fatigue level so high I ended up having you know six months of counseling just to sort out what were the underlying issues that were giving me heart palpitations and causing me anxiety so I think you know writing out what are the things that are on your mind and that are weighing you down praying over them and seeking professional advice is a really healthy thing you know as part of the mix of truly being healthy yeah there's no stigma attached to that really or there shouldn't be no, it's just so, it's empowering to find out, well, that's why I react like that. It's because I feel responsible for my children. And then um, all of a sudden it gives you that relief of it's, that's when you understand how your body works, it allows you to be in control and in power to be able to make positive changes, which affects uh, way more people than just yourself. And then when you're able to uh, jump back on the exercise track, that sets off those nice little endorphins. And it's powerful to your friends and family when they see that you've overcome this obstacle and been able to continue on. You actually um, are able to influence people around you as well and take them on that journey. And that's the whole um, transformational kind of change with um, exercise behaviour and health behaviour in general is that you do relapse and the trick is can you get back on after you've you know you've been sick for a while or after you've had a you know something happen at work and you've been laid off for example can you get back on and back into doing all those behaviors that you need to to be healthy and we want to build kind of resilient strong um, you know women of God that can achieve his purpose and be, have, be able to have that kind of 
health plan right up into you know your 70s and your 80s think about what do you want to be when you're that old um, you want to be living independently and strong and vital and all of those things and make them part of your personal vision and mission Michelle you're an absolute inspiration I feel like jumping in the pool for the second time today but probably Do not it. on Sunday night <laughs> thanks very much for joining us you're welcome Michelle is the author of Embracing a Healthy Lifestyle we'll put the details up on our Open House Community Facebook page we hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions to hear more from Open House visit openhousecommunity.com.au